This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lovin and Joe Chassie coming at you every week with the best Giants content. Make sure you're liking, reviewing, subscribing, all those things, because we love talking Giants baseball. And we love talking Giants baseball with you. Chasky, I want to play a fun little game here uh, in this second segment of ours. It's, uh, it's a pretty simple game. It's called If It's Stupid and It Works, Is It Still Stupid? Now, the reason I brought I, I wanted to play this game is because there's a lot of things that the Giants do to win baseball games that I don't think are truly accepted yet by certain sects of the Giants fan base. The more old school, traditional. I think about Papa Shasky. I know he's a big traditionalist. Yes. You, you've been a big traditionalist in a lot of features as well. I know you're trying to get into the nerd stuff, but I know that you're not fully there. It's not Giants fans aren't. It's new. It's different. It's not what we're used to. But some of the things the Giants are doing while they may seem different or weird or, for lack of a better word, stupid, and I'm not saying what the Giants are doing is stupid. I'm just simply going with the phrase here. Some of these things are working. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to throw some stuff at you, and you tell me that even though it's stupid, is it still working? Ready for this? Okay. All right. So the first thing, uh, Grant Brisby wrote a really cool thing in The Athletic on Friday about how the Giants are using their bullpen. You've been talking a lot about how you're kind of concerned about the workload of the bullpen. We asked Dave Fleming about it today on the morning roast. And Fleming's comment was just like, you know, no one's really being overworked. I understand the concern, but no one's really gassed. So I want to throw some numbers at you, Shasky. So first off, the bullpen has thrown a lot of innings this year. Before last night, they've thrown 289 innings, which is fourth in Major League Baseball. A lot of innings, that's a lot of workload. Probably doesn't sound very good. The bullpen's also throwing a lot of pitches. 4,728, which is fifth in baseball. But here's where it gets really, really interesting. The Giants bullpen may be working a lot of innings, and they may be throwing a lot of pitches, but they're being very efficient with pitches. Now, the Giants bullpen is averaging 16.4 pitches per inning, which is third best in baseball. It's not so a lot. while the bullpen has got a lot of a workload on the surface, Overall, they're not being overworked that much. And so when you don't have an overworked bullpen, it makes it a lot easier to have take a starter out after five innings. You know, we outside of Logan Webb, these guys aren't really going deep. Cobb's been going deep as well, too. But, you know, guys like Alex Wood or, you know, when Shamanaya was starting, Anthony DiScalfani, sometimes it's a struggle getting him to go deep. I know we like seeing pitchers go deep into games, but the Giants have a bullpen that's not being very overworked right now. So, the fact that the Giants are able to get such efficiency from the bullpen is helping them win games. Shasky, even though it sounds stupid to rely so much on the bullpen, is this working? It is working. Is it sustainable is the question that I have as a follow-up. I don't know. You know, you typically, the way you build a team out is your starters are your better pitchers and your bullpen are guys that couldn't be starters. And so when you have them make a ton of appearances, not only are you flirting with danger and exposure, but other teams get a better scouting report on them. And then eventually 
they regress back to their means, meaning why they were niche bullpen arms to begin with. I think that they have an elite bullpen, but they definitely need, like right now they have Logan Webb going five innings every single start. That's what he's done this year. Seven innings, eight times, which is uh, tied for Major League lead right now. And then who else? Yeah. Who else is going five inning? Yeah, Alex Cobb has been able to go deep He's hurt. every now and then. He is hurt right now. But yeah, the rest of the, the rotation, yeah, they don't go very deep in the games. Now, so they need one other guy. They need one other guy to step up. And that's where I'm asking. Alex Wood, it feels like I'm asking a lot from him to go five full. It's Di Scafani. When Di Scafani yeah. was good for 2021, he was a hog. He hasn't been good long enough. He had the one, you know, maybe five-week stretch at the beginning of the year this year. But he's been very inconsistent. Tonight is a huge start for him. Absolutely. I agree. In regards to the bullpen getting gas, though, I do think that is a fair a fair concern to have, especially early on when they're throwing so much. You don't know if the efficiency is going to hold there. But a couple guys who are making this a lot easier, though, are Sean Manai and Jacob Junis. Yeah. They've been the bolt guys in a lot of these bullpen games. And again, you see all the innings the bullpen's thrown. You've seen all the pitches the bullpen's thrown. A big part of that is because they're using Manaya and Junis out of the bullpen. They're stripling as well as at times when he comes back. But Sean Manaya, I just want to point out his last seven appearances, 23 innings pitched. He's holding hitters to 198. Yeah. Uh, that's all out of the bullpen. A lot of it is in bullpen games where he is the bulk innings guy. And you know, the way the Giants utilize Manaya, the way they utilize Junis, they space them out in a way where even though they're coming out of the bullpen, they're almost being used as starters based yeah. on the amount of day off they get. So, again, I do encourage everyone listening to go check out that article that Brisby wrote in The Athletic. He goes way more into detail on it in terms of just how the Giants and the way they're spacing out bullpen usage and getting such efficiency out it out of it to where even though the workload looks like it is a lot, under the surface, they're actually doing a really good job, I think, of, of balancing things out here. John Brebbia, who's hurt right now, was awesome. Like, just straight up awesome. I mean, think of how far we've come. At the end of last year, everybody was ready to run him out of town. He's the one who showed up, Kapler. <laughs> and then this year, he looks amazing. So, uh, it sucks that he's hurt right now, but he's been spectacular. And I think at the other end of the spectrum, not a starter or, you know, whatever they call it, the, you know, the... The, the what's, bolt what's, guy? You, you got a closer in Camilo Duvall, who's dynamic he might be the yeah. best weapon in baseball right now absolutely you know and i'm really glad you brought up rebia because that actually sets up a very easy transition to the next stupid but it works it's the opener the opener has been opener. dragged yeah. through the mud so much ever since the rays debuted it back in 2018 and then it got dragged even more through the mud when the a's tried to use it in the playoffs giants fans scowled at it i remember when uh farhan was hired and they were talking about the prospect of using an opener uh, Jeff Smarja was very against it. He's like, I don't, I don't want someone taking my starts. I want to start these games. Uh, that was at a time when Smarja had a career 501 ERA in the first <laughs> inning. So Shasky, the opener's gotten a lot of negative attention. It's, it's looked on, it's looked down upon by traditional baseball fans. The Giants before last night were six and three in games in which they used the opener. Now they're seven and three. They had a 2.85 ERA in those games, holding hitters to a 2.14 batting average and a 6.14 on-base percentage. Based on that, the opener, not the sexiest strategy, not the coolest strategy. It might be a stupid strategy. Is it working? I think it is. I think it is. But I much rather prefer a Logan Webb start. 
Oh, absolutely. I don't think it's when you're using an opener every five games, I think that gets a little concerning, which is yes. kind of what the Giants are. To me, it's a once every right seven now. to 10 games. Yeah, you don't want to rely. I do. I don't really like that they're relying on it as much as yeah. they kind of have to. Um, but they're kind of forced to right now. Uh, at I this agree. Point. And I agree. Even they're they're losing like the, the the starting pitching injuries have gotten so bad that even their openings, uh, their openers are getting hurt. Brevia out for two months. That's going to be a huge bummer. Scott Alexander, when he comes back, I don't think his absence will be as long. He'll probably be the primary opener. Uh, they tried Ryan Walker with it last night. I was a little concerned. You really like Ryan Walker? Huh? I do like Ryan Walker. I think he's got great stuff. Um, the thing is, and this is something I kind of talked about with Fleming one time, he's only got the two pitches, so he really has to be able to nail those two pitches. And if he doesn't have them working, that can be a struggle. Putting him in that opener position last night, I thought that was a big ask of the kid. And a little rough, you know, he gave up the home run to, to Soto. But, I mean, if that's the one dark mark you have on on uh, on your outing, oh, you gave up a home run to Juan Soto, the exactly. not quite Ted Williams comp. Uh, I guess you can look the other way on that. Right now, yeah, Ryan Walker, he might have to be the opener. It's going to be a tough ask for him. I hope he can hold up and, and handle it because the Giants, yeah, unfortunately, they're going to have to be a little more reliant on the opener because all indications right now that they don't really have a plan to move Shamanaya back into the starting rotation anytime soon. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Did you have to go Ted Williams comp on the Juan Soto thing and trigger <laughs> Only him? because we went off about it on the show this morning. So. Juan Soto's a great player. <laughs> Ted is, Williams is no one of the top 25 players of all time. Ted Williams had a 344 batting average over 19 seasons. Yeah. Ted Williams had a 492 on base percentage over 19 seasons. Ted Williams missed three plus years of his prime fighting in a fighter pilot jet <laughs> overseas in World War II, trying to win for us capitalists, America. <laughs> Are you kidding me? How and I love Juan Soto. He's had two seasons where he's batted over 300 of his seven plus seasons. Pump yeah. the brakes. <laughs> All right. So the, the last thing uh, I want to get into on whether it's stupid and it works is the line change. Now, the down, now we all know that late in the games, Kapler loves to bring in his pinch hitters. The Giants do lead the league in pinch hitting again this year. They've been basically leading the league in pinch hitting the last three years. Uh, the downside of having so many guys come in late is that it can deplete your bench. Yeah. And so if the game goes extra innings, that can kind of create its own special sort of headaches. There's a couple times in 2021, I don't remember specifics, but I do remember there were times where, you know, it's the 11th, 12th, 13th inning, and you're just like, oh my God, we have no one left. How, do we, how are we in this position? It's because the line, what they call the line change. Now, 
as frustrating as it could be, Shasky, ever since the Giants got their full healthy lineup a couple weeks ago, they've rattled off six wins in which they were trailing in the sixth inning or later. So a couple numbers for you. Slater's been awesome in that period. Slater's been great. He had, what was it? It was uh, the, the first win. Uh, yeah. In Colorado, they brought him off the bench to face He's the lefty. Awesome. It's the double kick starts the rally. Yeah. That's why they do the line change. Now, in the sixth inning, the Giants have a 739 on base uh, plus slugging OPS. That's ninth in baseball. In the seventh inning, they have a 795 OPS. That's wow. fifth in baseball. In the eighth inning, it goes up to seven. It's a 768 OPS. That's sixth in baseball. In the ninth inning, they have a 790 OPS, which is fourth in baseball. Wow. Shasky. Do you know? Can you th- try to take a guess? How many other teams do you think can say are in the top ten in OPS in the last four innings of a baseball game? I don't know four. No, none of them. Only the Giants. <laughs> the Giants are the only team that could say that they are the top ten of OPS. Wow. Uh, in the last wow. four innings, scoring. Wow. They're they're tenth in scoring in the sixth inning, sixth in the seventh inning, thirteenth in the eighth, and they're second in scoring in the ninth inning. Wow. They are in the last uh, three innings overall. They're scoring on average 1.68 runs per game in those last three innings. Only the Diamondbacks and Dodgers have done better. Wow. So it's clearly obvious. The line changes, they may seem stupid. They may seem frustrating. Are they working? I think they are working. Clearly, the data is telling you it's working. <laughs> and then look at the win-loss record. And, mm-hmm. and I look at, it's not just offensively. To me, they've made timely defensive substitutions as well. Bringing Schmidt in to play shortstop late in games, using his arm because his arm is dynamic right now. Like, I, I think they're firing on all cylinders. And it shows you why, like, right now they've got some injuries. It could maybe hamper them, and it hasn't hurt them yet. And I'm just kind of waiting for the wheels to fall off when it comes to the to the pitching. But it, like Hanager out, they're better defensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really haven't noticed Hanager's absence at all, really, have you? Like, no. it, it's you'd think a guy like that, Luna's going to trip the lineup. And him and Wilmer Flores, too, another guy who out of the lineup, I don't like those two guys. I don't think the lineup's going to lose all that much of a, of, of a step with those two guys out. And again, Chassis, they are the Giants this year are eight and 19, I believe, when wow. trailing after six innings. Six of those wins have come in the last two weeks. And again, wow. I don't think it's a coincidence wow. that when they finally had their fully healthy lineup together, which they didn't have until they went to Colorado a couple weeks ago, they're all of a sudden rattling off these comeback wins. Yeah. Now, are they going to be rattling off, you know, six comeback wins every 14 days? Probably not. But I think it's official. The Giants late in games, like, they're a big threat. I'm watching the game last night. They're down 4 nothing in the sixth inning. I'm talking with Bonte. You know, we're doing our show call. And I'm like, oh, hey, Yaz just hit a home run. It's like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. And I said to him, watch. These guys are going to win this game. Like, the Giants are going to come back, and they're going to win this game. And we're going to stay up and watch the whole thing, and we're going to be going nuts about it. He's like, yeah, you're probably right. Lo and behold, that's what they do. Like, I never thought I'd be in a position. I was like, yeah, I think they'll come back here. And then they did. Like, that's where we're at but right that now. That was the hallmark of 2021. It really was, and that's kind of what's given this season, I think, all of a sudden a 2021 feel. When they had, like, 2021, they were pretty healthy most of the year. Outside of Brandon Belt, the Giants had really good injury luck, from what I recall. I don't think anyone, any major, like, names in that lineup were missing a ton of time. And the comeback was a huge part of that season. When the Giants have their full complement of weapons, they are very dangerous late in games because of the way they play the matchups. They love playing those matchups, yes. and it makes life very, very difficult for opposing teams. 
Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And and I feel like Kapler really has his guys ready to go when he calls their number. So it feels like they're clearly ahead of the game in the middle innings before a guy even gets called on. Don't they always feel like they're prepared to contribute? Absolutely. And I think that's part of that. Give a shout out to Gabe Kapler for having in this coaching staff for having these guys prepared. Yes. Jesse, their big thing is it's always communication. They're always big on communicating with their players during the season, in the offseason. You ask these players, what's the big thing about this coaching staff? And it's all about how they communicate with you. Yep. This coaching staff, they really have these guys so overprepared. And Kapler, he knows when to go to these guys. Yeah. And credit him for putting the guys in position to succeed, which I really don't think they really had that option to do that last year.